It's beefy, baby. My name is Luke Hodson. Alex Morrison. You ready? I'm ready. It's a movie podcast. Let's get it. Grease soaked mess. It's a movie podcast. Rated PG 13. Your mom didn't make that casserole. Set the scene, it's 1984, it's the Bucket of Beef Show, and you're here for more. It's 60 Candles, that's on the docket, and I'm gonna keep this podcast in my pocket. It's the 16th episode, here we go. Are you ready to start the show, Luke? Yes, I am. It's time to go. The people have been waiting. It's time to go. Double, <laughs> double go rhyme. If anyone's, yeah. if anyone's curious uh, why we seem a little uh, slow on the uptake this morning... We are recording this podcast at 5.17 in the morning. I've had yeah. <laughs> I've had five hours of sleep. Alex has not. He just came back from a bar back shift. And yeah. we're rolling with it because Alex has to take a flight. And I am in Pennsylvania uh, about to open this is, a show. <laughs> this is crazy. Crazy circumstances it this is. week on the Bucket of View show. I also do want to give a shout out to Alex's supreme patience with this because we've, we've tried to record this episode we're actually we're going to be recording two episodes uh at this crazy hour um because the first day two days ago my audio system was fucked up because i didn't have the right drivers installed on this new computer that i have and uh the second day i didn't have my earbud because i forgot my backpack in a cast member's car um and yeah so, but here we are, and uh, silly Luke. making it work. Silly, silly Luke. Luke, always forgetful, forgetful Luke. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for bearing with us, and we want to make sure we get this stuff out to you as uh, as uh, quickly and efficiently as humanly possible. So, if you wouldn't mind, if you're listening to this, make sure to share with your favorite people, because uh, you know clearly the energy we're giving is just electric all the time. It is. It's really, really peak human performance in yeah. terms of uh, right. in terms of podcast energy. You know, absolutely. I wish I had a coffee. This would actually be very, very nice. Like, like with a coffee. I mean, the sun is rising. This isn't like our typical time of day, but it would be nice to like. I don't know. Get up this early. I agree. General, you know. Yeah. If you so had here's a my hearty here's, sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's my question for the day, Luke. Let's hear it. Tell me about tell me about your perfect morning, and I I don't want it to be like current situational. I want it to be like where do you want to be? Who do you want to be with? What food are you eating? What's the first activity of the day? Oh man, jeez. Uh, I I think I want my my little perfect morning to be in solitude. At the moment, mm-hmm. uh, because I am a sleepy guy, and when I'm sleepy, I kind of like to be able to just warm up into the day. I think I, I wake up in the country. It's a uh, it's a nice uh, it's a nice June morning, but like a maybe not June. It's a it's a May morning. It's around this time. It's like a little chilly outside. The mm. sun the sun has risen. It's maybe like uh, it's eight thirty. I brewed a little cup of coffee. I'm sitting out by a little porch where I'm staying. And, uh, yeah, I'm just listening to the birds chirping. I'm drinking a cup of coffee. 
uh, a, a forest cat walks up to me. Uh, forest cat, a forest <laughs> okay. like a, like a, like a like a tabby cat that lives in the forest. Oh, okay. I was like a fucking jaguar. <laughs> like... Why not, dude? I'll pick if it's a, per- a perfect day. I'll, I'll I'll pick a little baby jaguar with a with an, a non angry mom. Okay. And then like a little a little fawn comes up too, and they just kind of hang out and we and we I, I give them little head scratches, and then uh, I drink my coffee, and then uh, and then a, a bagel appears. Thirty minutes later, and I eat the bagel. Hmm. And then I go back to sleep. Okay. Take a little nap. And then I meet up with friends for brunch at at 11.30. Lovely. That sounds very nice. Um, that's, my, that's my day. It also, it sounds, it's very accurate. I feel like that was a ridiculously actual honest answer from you. You're like, I want to get up and have a bagel and sit on a porch and then actually go back to sleep and then try again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'd be nice. That's very correct. Um, for me, it's kind of a similar thing. I want like a woodsy home, but I want it to be like, like very nice, like the house in Ex Machina or. Oh, wow. There's a, a very, a very different like a, vibe. I mean, like, but like, still similar in terms of like the woodsiness of it. Like, I still want, I still want to be surrounded by forest. I see. Um, but I want to get up at like the ass crack of dawn, and like, this is where my I, I have a I have a strange obsession with uh, with Jimmy Neutron, the the TV show when it came out. And uh, I would have I would have coffee and a bowl of cereal and watch some Jimmy Neutron. And there's a dog there. There's my little Frenchie. And we watch, like, two episodes of Jimmy Neutron. And I get up, and I take my dog on a walk, come back, and then... I I don't know. I don't know if I'm with friends or, like, a significant other or something, but, like, I want to, like, make somebody food and have, like all the things I could ever possibly need to do it. What would you make? What would you make for breakfast? I would make, I would make like a fat brioche French toast. Ooh. Um, I would probably do like a pigs in a blanket type of thing. And then, uh, like an, an assortment of fruit. And if anybody wants biscuits and gravy, they can have it. That sounds nice. Big hearty, nothing but love in this household. So yeah, that's where I'm at with it. Nice, I love it. I love it. Okay, so <laughs> I love it. I love um, it. So, do you want to do the synopsis, or what are you thinking? Ooh, the syn- ooh a sleepy synopsis of sixteen candles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let let's let's hop in. Let's hop in. I think I'm going to use one of my one of my favorite descriptions of a character that I used on our uh, on our Fifty Shades review. Okay. <laughs> Great. Um, <laughs> sad girl and self-described sexual loser. Let me get back to this. Yeah. Okay. Sad girl and uh, self-described sexual loser. Uh, Samantha, damn, her name is not loading up on my thing. It's Samantha Baker. Samantha Baker, uh, just just turned sixteen, but no one 
knows it's her birthday. No one remembers that it's her birthday because her, her sister's getting married the next day. Her whole family's in disarray. All of her grandparents are coming to visit. No one remembers that. Uh, and she just has this doggone crush on beautiful boy and, and sexual god, Jake Ryan, <laughs> who is, get this, he's hot, he's smart, he's considerate, and his parents are loaded. Every 80s girl's <laughs> dream. Will she discover love, and will her family remember her birthday? Let's see. And there's a lot of other stuff in there, too, that we'll yeah, get that to. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I like the let's see. Dot, Let, dot, dot. Let's see. Oh, man. Maybe a okay, let's man. see with, like, like, three dots and then a question mark. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It was so funny because... I called Luke like the first time we were going to try to record and it was off rip. Like I was like, no, save this for the podcast. Cause this is the amount of outrage that <laughs> we both had while watching this. Movie. There's a lot to go in to talk about with this movie. I mean, the first, the first things first, this movie <laughs> came out in 1984. Uh, it is, it is very indicative of its time. I have a complicated, uh, opinion on this movie i think because on the one hand i i honestly did like a lot of parts of this movie i think for like for like an 80s teen movie it's like really fucking good and i think that they give their characters a lot of stuff to do and they have a really uh cool way of kind of exploring all of them but then at the same time it's sprinkled with a lot of really shitty societal stuff that the 80s uh viewed as is really normal so yeah <laughs> you know yeah. there's a this is a very um exposing movie i think for a lot of uh problematic attitudes of the 80s <laughs> definitely, definitely and it's it's funny because i i would not i did not really expect that at all because a lot of people really love 16 candles and i've never really heard anyone be like yeah, sixteen candles is great, but there's a lot of things that didn't Dude, age well with it. You know, like I, I, I yeah, have man, this no, view I literally like completely, you know, largely no, same. When I was a kid, yeah. when I was a kid, my mom was like, my mom tried to show me this movie, and she's like, oh, it's my, it's one of my favorites. It's just a classic. And I'm like, I can't. I'm not gonna look at my mom the same when I see her again today. I don't think. <laughs> be like, what's the, what's the, what's the thing here? Yeah, and I I don't know. Um, I, it's also just like so so much shit in there is like there's a whole lot in this for for people that haven't seen this movie, and also I think to to people that have seen this movie, like maybe saw it when they were like quite younger, um, and like because because you know you watch movies and like, it's it, there's like two kind of camps in this I think there there's people that are like of our parents' generation. Um, and, and maybe like slightly younger that, that did see this when they were older. Um, but, but at the same time too, like, like our parents, like people that especially like this movie most likely saw this when they were, you know, probably in their, what, like in their teens, twenties, probably. Yeah. Like Like early teens. Yeah. Early teens. And then maybe if they saw it a little later, maybe their early twenties, you know, so they, yeah, they this movie were, would have come out when my mom was like eleven. My mom would have been like eleven. She turns fifty this week. Yeah, my my mom would have been so nineteen. Like, my mom would have been nineteen when this movie came out. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah, and it was so funny because this movie's rated PG, right? Yeah, this is a hard PG movie. Talk about where, talk about, where talk does about, the standard talk, come yeah. from? What is talk, the standard? Talk about a hard PG from the '80s, and it's also funny because we kind of think of the '80s as like prudish time for Middle America. You know, it's so uh, it's it's interesting to see this uh, kind of edge and bite, <laughs> especially by today's standards in terms of a lot of the social attitudes. Yeah. Okay, so let's get into it. So we have Sam Baker. Yes, we have Sam Baker. Played by Molly Ringwald, who is the most woe is me ass person in this, in, in most of the movies we've watched so far, if not the most. Um, where uh, everything is terrible, everything sucks, I'm a nobody, I'm nothing. Yeah, poor Sam. Mm. Poor Sam. Uh, we meet her best friend, who for some reason is imposed that uh, Sam, Sam Baker would ever like a black guy for some reason. Yeah, that was the first moment where I was like, oh, shit, this movie is not going to be chill. Mm-mm. When she's, like, describing her perfect boy in her perfect car, and she's, like, oh, she's yeah. like tall, black, and then and then her friend's, like, a black guy? And she's, like, no, a like, black all, car, a pink guy. <laughs> like, oh, my God. A pink, Jesus Christ. First of all, she would be so blessed if a black man ever took interest in her. Let me let me say something. I know. Uh, <laughs> but uh, then we we okay. So the the, the first thing that kind of happens though is like they're writing these notes in class, um, post her whole family kind of forgetting that it's her birthday, and uh, she's writing these. Uh, this like note it's like a sheet that you fill out and it's like it's kind of like ask fm but for the 80s exactly it very much is <laughs> um and it's like do you like this guy do you want to have sex and if you want to have sex just tell me tell tell me your full tell me their full name yeah and she writes it down and drops it and her friend is behind her sleeping and the guy that she likes picks it up Ooh. and, and he's all of a interested. sudden he's like it's quote unquote interested. Like I feel like he would have had zero interest if he hadn't read that this girl wanted to fuck him. Very frankly, yeah, I know he was given her eyes before though. He was given her eyes. Um, I mean, yeah, but I don't. But know. I do agree with that. I like how Sam's like, oh man, my life's horrible, but like everything that she wants is actually at her fingertips. <laughs> literally literally yeah and not that any guy in this movie is great because frankly every man in this movie besides her father is an absolute dickhole <laughs> yeah the the father but, thing kind of comes out of nowhere honestly yeah but it is a pleasant surprise when when it was happening i was literally thinking that she was dreaming and that she was gonna wake up and it was gonna be all <laughs> fake <laughs> that's fucking because awesome. everything else uh, everything else had gone completely awry for her at that point it's so yeah, and then we also have the introduction of the geek. I think he's just called the geek. I'm not sure he has a name. Okay, the geek. Yeah, and he's played by Anthony Michael Hall. Um, and he's all like, "Yeah, babe, like I, you know, you should pick me. I think you're super fine. Like I don't know. <laughs> I think you're super fine." And she's girl. like, "Yeah." <laughs> And she's like, ew, no, get away from me. I just want the one guy. Yeah. Well, he's also incessant, too. He's like... Yeah, yeah. He's, like, just harassing the shit out of this girl. 
like yeah it's... when they're like on the bus alone together with joan cusack <laughs> yeah both the cusack uh, J- joan and john cusack are in this movie really cool yeah cute, yeah cute little uh easter egg yeah and uh i can't tell if jo- joan cusack plays geek girl number one and she's just like <laughs> poor, poor girl she has this neck brace and back brace and she's she can't drink out of a drinking fountain and there's just a whole lot of fucked up shit with her character <laughs> i would never be able to go to school like that ever yeah ever yeah period you couldn't catch me 10 miles near my school yeah yeah i feel so bad for people who have to deal with that i, I really do i know it was rough um yeah she has a lot of little like because she never really talks but she has a lot of like little featured sort of moments going on in this that is one interesting thing about this movie is the all of the characters are like very um they're very um oh i can't even they're they're very like hyper specific you know that's, like, one very interesting thing about this movie. Like, even down to, like, a lot of the background characters, there's a lot of just personality in this movie that's going on. Oh, yeah, on. yeah. Like, it's like it's like when you look back and think of high school and the cliques that there were. Like, it's like the it's the reminiscent thought of it almost. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? That probably didn't make sense. That's okay. No, that makes sense, I think. It's, it's like a very, like, dramatized version of of high school, you know? Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, and and the most dramatized person, accompanied by the music, which I, I do want to talk about the music too a little bit because, like, there's, like, intense orchestration, which I think is supposed to, like, kind of emanate how Sam is kind of viewing her world. Yeah, that's I mean? fair. That's fair. Um, but it's it's Long Duck Dong. Long Duck Dong, baby. So Long Duck Dong is a foreign exchange student, a foreign exchange student that's staying with her. I would say more prude grandparents. Um, I yeah, I, can, yeah. I can't because she, she has like a like a like a two like two wacky grandparents and then two like sort of straight edge grandparents. Um, yeah, and. The very first mention of Long Duck Dong, it, it, one of the, I would say, like, tied for number one and number two of most, like, oh, I would say the, easily the most, like, directly egregious, like, in-your-face kind of egregious, <laughs> sort of, like, racist uh, filmmaking techniques is the introduction mm-hmm. of Long Duck Dong. And basically every time that he's introduced, basically he's a Chinese exchange student, foreign exchange student that is living with um, uh, uh, Samantha's grandparents. And at the very first mention of Long Duck Dong's name, there is an enormous gong sound that plays. Uh, and when that happened, I was like, oh, God, they're going to be relentless. Oh, with God. This, aren't they? Um, and they certainly were. And let me also say this, though. What's what's extremely interesting to me about this movie is there's a lot of very cheap humor surrounding, like, Long Duck Dong, like, his name. Like, first off, the name. Um, and then, like, second, the 
just just the like lazy like overplaying into like haha he's like the goofy chinese guy that doesn't fit in you know like look at this like mm-hmm. weirdo non-american dude um but long duck dong does have some fun antics that he gets into that are completely unrelated to him being asian um that i that i honestly do find very like endearing and funny um like the work is it the workout stuff yeah like the, the workout girl? stuff and that he like just um, like his just total like, like no holds bars to partying. <laughs> Dude, the craziest thing with that though is all of these kids besides Molly Ringwald drive a car, and nobody gets in trouble for the absolute destruction they cause. I know. Listen, the glory days of of, of uh, no DUIs in the eighties. Am I right? <laughs> Yo, Long Duck Dong he was basically at the end of the movie. He's like, "I blew up your car." <laughs> yeah, and he doesn't really face any repercussions. <laughs> there's not. There are no cops. There's no. There's no mention of it. And then, and then the geek is out here driving, slamming into shit, getting roadhead. Oh, that was how. Ha- oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The uh huh. You're talking about uh, Anthony Michael Hall's character. Yeah, yeah, and there's. It's also the only time in the movie there's like a fourth wall break. He like looks directly at the camera and is like, "This is gonna be fun." Yeah, in his role, which is voice. so wrong on so many levels. No, I know. There's like, and th- that gets me. The other thing about this movie is like the very casual, like sort of like honestly like rape centered culture. Yeah, in this film, like when they're, like when they're at the party and like. um and Jake Ryan's like talking about like like I should I shouldn't be sad like I I'm with I'm with what's her, what, what's the super hottie's name what's her name again That's a good question uh Caroline Caroline Yeah he's like I like I like I shouldn't like I shouldn't be sad like I got I got Caroline in my room like passed out I could violate her 10 different ways and I'm like holy shit like verbatim he says no, that I'm that like, is Jesus, literally verbatim man. that's like what he, and he's like the hero boy you know like he isn't some like he we aren't supposed to see him as like some skeezy shitty dude you know he's yeah. he's like the guy that everyone wants to be with you know he's he's the guy that like the girls go to the movie and they're like oh man i just wish i could have a guy like jake ryan you know yeah, it's it, it was gross. And like all the, all and then he's like, "Yeah, just put her in the car, and uh, maybe she'll think you're me." Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and all, all you're like, "Fucking what?" Like, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. Um, let, let let's let's back it up a little bit to when Sam ends up yeah. going to this dance. So Sam goes to this dance, um, that they're having at the uh, at the high school, um, and she really wants to talk to Jake, but she she doesn't know how to the geek comes up to her he basically has a bet with all of his his friends one of them being john cusack um Mm -hmm. who are like total geeks they have these weird headsets that they wear all the time uh michael's michael uh hall's character is very uh very embarrassed about them but he's like he's their friend and he's kind of like he's their de facto leader according to him um, yeah, leader of the dorks. And he yeah. says, "I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get in Samantha's pants. Like, I'm gonna do it." And they're like, "What kind of proof?" They have this weird obsession with like filming, like filming or taking pictures of like sexual encounters with these girls, which is also fucking horrifying. 
Um, yeah, honestly. Uh, but he's basically like they they end up getting to the conclusion that if he can get um, that if he can get Samantha's underwear, it will prove that he has had a sexual encounter with this girl that he is obsessed with. Um, so he he ends up going up to her. He tries to dance with her. He fails horrendously. She goes away, um, and then. Um, like she ends up being sad. She goes to like this this like auto shop room that they have at the school, um, and then he comes up to her and he basically reveals that uh, that Jake does have a thing for her, um, and that he's been asking about mm-hmm. her. And basically, what ends up happening is um, he once again tries to make several passes at Samantha, uh, which she promptly rejects. Um, and they end up coming to a, a, an agreement where, where she tells him about Jake, and then as a courtesy, um, Samantha gives him her underwear, uh, so he can, like, go brag to his friends. And I, and, like, the moment that happened, I was like, this is not going to go well for Samantha. This was a no. bad decision. Because this... The fuck was she Like, thinking? I don't know what she was thinking was going to happen. Like... <laughs> like, and then so they all go into the bathroom, and there are like twenty prepubescent boys. No more than that. Like they, they surrounding, charge, they charge a dollar to see the underwear. Uh, it ends up like, be- what it, the it fuck? ends up being revealed that the geek raises uh, seventy dollars. He gets seventy dollars. So seventy boys. Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah, seventy boys come to see Samantha Baker's underpants uh, in the bathroom. That's crazy. Oh my god! So they go and do that. I I just I have every reason every day to just hate men more and yeah. like <laughs> even like, at every instance in 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 every era it doesn't it doesn't matter. I feel like I feel like all the movies we've watched. <laughs> go back and listen to any of our reviews. It's us just being like, "Damn, guys suck." Yeah. Yep. That <laughs> seems to be the theme. <laughs> But, it's uncomfy. Yeah. So they end up so the the dance ends uh Samantha goes back to her place and then a bunch of these other characters go to this party that is at Jake's house uh but is kind of organized by his girlfriend Caroline. Um also let's talk about this too. It's a PG movie. We we see basically Caroline completely naked in this movie. Yeah, uh, in yes, in the do. shower, they're like talking. It's in the it's in the women's locker room. Um, it's between um, Samantha Baker and her best friend, the girl with the kind of perm sort of look. Um, and she's just like in the shower, and like the sun's coming in. It's kind of like a profile image. Um, it's not like full frontal, but like you see everything, you know, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And they're like, she's so perfect. Like, like, why would he? Why would he want to be with someone like me? There's, there's like, she has a constant like, uh, um, she's like constantly upset by her breast size <laughs> throughout this movie. Constantly, and, and, yeah. And her fucking, um, her like grandparents comment on it when they see her. Her grandma grabs. Yeah, her, gra- yeah, like- her grandma just like molests her basically in this movie. Um, yeah, there's a whole lot. Um, 
but so she's sad. She goes home. She has to sleep on the couch because her grandparents are taking her room. And, uh, yeah, she's. it's been decided that Samantha is the one that has to sleep on the couch. Uh, not her brother, who's literally 11. Um, <laughs> because because uh, boys rule and girls drool in the 80s, you know? Um, That's how it works. Yeah. Um, so all these characters go to the party. It's a fucking rager. Like, the, they, they first pan and they have the sort of, like, establishing shot outside. It's this big house. And, like, everything's already teepeed. There's trash all over the place. There's a ton oh, of dude, it's so fucking funny. There are tons of cars. People are, like, driving into other people's cars. There are, like, randomly piles of, like, 30 diff- like thirty cans of fucking old-style beer. Yeah. And, like, it's even it's, it's, it's exceptionally funny because of how little of a shit Jake really gives that this stuff is happening. Like, he just kind of looks around and is like... Oh, Sam. Yeah, he's like another and I'm Saturday. Like, I'm like, bro, there's a pizza on your fucking record player. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> you gotta chill. You need to get your shit together. Yeah. This is ridiculous. We also get, and, and, and so so we open on we open on that kind of thing with the party getting started, or the party mid-rager, basically. And mm-hmm. Long Duck Dong shows up with his with his uh with the girl that he met at the dance we forgot to mention her she's like a she's like a jock baby. his amazonian his wife amazonian yeah. wife exactly um yeah there could have been so many like fun like fun things that 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 like dong could have done in this that's just like totally like just like missed opportunities for like with for like the cheap like like asian humor shit you know what i mean um, yeah, because like, because yeah. there's a lot of like uh, underneath all of the bullshit, it it is like a very, it's like a cool aspect of the story. Because here's this dude who like, like a, a lot of people like might not respect very much because of the attitudes of the time, and he's like this new kid at school, like he doesn't know anybody, and he just like hits it off. Like people people like him, at least before the party, they like him. Um, he like he gets this he has like a girlfriend immediately like they're having a great time they're really getting along um he's double fisting cigarettes he's double fisting cigarettes he's got shades he's like (laughs) fucking whipping it um yeah he he like drives up to the to the party he doesn't give a shit he crashes into another car they do like a pan out and they reveal that like there's this like uh there's this couple that's like uh that's like basically fucking in the back of their car and they haven't even noticed that the the total front end is totally destroyed um it's crazy and and then they get into the party and it's going totally crazy the geeks end up appearing too and the two lesser geeks with the headsets are are like nervous to go in they're like this is a senior party dude and and the geeks like we're 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 doing it my guy we're coming in we got we got uh we got a pair of girls' panties and seventy bucks. What could go wrong? Is I think what they said. <laughs> and then they they stroll in. They immediately knock over this like tower of Paps blue ribbon. Um, that these like uh, and it's funny the, the the geek he leaves his his boys out to dry. He is he is. Oh my god, is, that show is so funny. He's only for himself. He like instantly blames it on his two other friends, and <laughs> and these like these jock guys. They literally just growl <laughs> at. Uh, they just growl. They're definitely thirty-five-year-old men. Yeah, they are. It's they're like... big boys. They are big boys. They are. They big. Li- boys. They're benching like two fifty. 
They're uh, they're yeah. big fellas. Um, they just kind of shove them in the back of or in a in their trunk and drop them off at home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was kind of sweet. You know, of of all the horrible. Yeah, things I was that like, oh, what's gonna happen? <laughs> they're like, we're just gonna take you. Yeah, home. we're gonna put you in the trunk, spook you, and take you home. You know. Is a, is that was a good. good good amount of 80s 80s restraint you know what i mean um yeah and and so all that happens and we have like the conversation between like the geek and jake and that's when like the real skeezy stuff happens and they get caroline in the car and he's like go nuts take my dad's royce and he's like do you do you trust me with your car he's like yeah i i, I trust you with my dad's rolls royce that has a phone in the in the car that was probably so yeah he just doesn't give a fuck he wants to get caroline it was just out an of innovation life. caroline goes crazy yeah party he's mode. so sick she of her. Gets her she gets her hair stuck in a door um and instead of like just opening the door they cut off a big chunk of her hair um I will say one thing about Caroline. I really thought they were going to take her in a in like a much more two directional uh, place than they did by the end. Um, like I I did think that at the end they she ended up she was like just a girl that like you know wasn't ready to settle down. You know she was yeah. she wanted to have her fun and like and do all that stuff and and yeah. But the shit with putting like just basically handing off like. Like, Jake just handing off his, like, drunk and, like, totally out of it girlfriend to just this rando and being, being like, to the dude, like, she's all yours, bro. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, and, yeah, and, like, the part where she, like, kind of wakes up and she's like, who are you? And Jake's like, oh, he's me. And she's like, well, who are you? He's like, I'm him. And they're like, eh. Yeah. And I'm like, this like, is, stop, bro, please. This is, this is yikey, boys. Yikey this boys. Is, this is um, the danger zone. So then so then the night ends and Long Duck Dong is is collapsed on Sam's lawn. But let's also talk about I think the most horrendous moment that they make Long Duck Dong do is by the end of the yeah. party, he's literally in a tree. He has his hair in like a small top bun. And he's oh, wearing yeah. like a kimono esque curtain in the tree like howling um and i was like i was like i thought we were done with this i thought you were just gonna like be dumb and have like like the gongs like the gongs have been bad enough but now you're fucking you're (laughs) you're doing this shit with him in the tree where he yells bonsai jump yeah and then he yells bonsai and jumps off it's like oh my god The, the 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 greatest hits keep coming you know, <laughs> like they never stop, like, man. Jesus. They never stop. Yeah, but so he he, he wakes up in the lawn, mm-hmm. um, and I I think he got fucked by the dog. I think the dog fucked him. The dog did not fuck him. That's what I think. No, it did not. It came up. It snipped him. Gave him a lick. Ran away. You don't know what happened. You didn't see the dog walk away. No, the the dog did not violate dong like that. Did the dog walk away, Luke? He did. It literally showed a shot of the dog walking away. Are you sure? I'm positive. I'll bet 1,000 cents. That You'll bet 1,000 cents? The, I can bet 1,000 cents. The dog walked away. Okay, whatever. Point being, so that happens, and uh, uh, the geek is in the car with Caroline, and this is like the, the last 20 minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um. 
and Sam is prepping for the her sister's wedding. And the sister, well, we have an introduction to like who the sister's marrying, and I didn't like they they wanted to convey that they all just kind of suck, that they're just kind of like. I don't just like and that this and, super and, that, odd and that the, people and, the, and the, the, at the hu- that the husband's family is in the mafia, like he is he is a mob boss. Yeah, yeah. So and like th- nobody wants to be there, Caroline included. And so like they're like, Caroline is getting ready the next day, and she's like, "What is she on? I don't remember." Well, her sisters her sisters going through a period, and she's having particularly. I said yeah, yeah, not Caroline, not Caroline. Sorry. My bad. Her sister. Yeah, her sister's going through particularly horrible cramps because her period just started the day before. She's on day two. And so she takes four muscle relaxers <laughs> before her wedding. And I honestly did find that shit hilarious. I thought that was there good. was a yeah. lot of very good physical comedy. Like, it was. It, I thought it was very good, like, like sort of cringe, like cringe humor physical comedy where she's, like, stumbling down in the like in the aisleway and like before that like she's not coming out and like people are like what the fuck's happening and um and her mom goes in the back and she's like I don't want people to know that she's on her period and then everyone and like everyone <laughs> everyone's in, like gas and the thing hears it and <laughs> which I mean I'm sure like especially in the 80s like it's, like having your mom reveal that to the entire wedding party was probably quite <laughs> quite uh alarming you know yeah um yeah and even the very little stuff in that scene was funny like when she rips the veil off she's like i can't see anything yeah <laughs> <She's> like... <laughs> and i i do like that her husband's like all for it he's like this is fun like this is my gal you know yeah yeah like he's he's there for it he's like i love you <laughs> yeah and like he, and then, he's got so, a cigarette uh... lit at all times like they're running out they're like throwing the rice up in the air she's like trying to catch it because she's having a good time they probably had a very good life they probably had a very good life (laughs) i'm sure they were just drinking mimosas all day he was getting daddy's blood money um i'm sure they had a charmed life they certainly did and so the geek and caroline are outside in the parking lot of this church Mm -hmm. rolls is fucked up the royce is fucked up yeah they both they both wake up and caroline's like what happened and he's like, I don't know. And she's like, I think I like you. And he's like, Oh, okay. And it's it's the weirdest conversation ever. Um, yeah, it until is. Jake gets there. Yeah, they're basically like, Did we? I think we had sex, and the geek can't remember it at all. And he's like, I, I like, I must have enjoyed it. And then she was like, Yeah, I think I liked it too. Um. So it's got to be like, okay. Yeah, it's like, uh, all right. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, and then Jake shows up. He sees them kissing, and he's like, oh, brother. Um, and then him and Caroline have a, a, a pretty mature conversation about it. And, the, yeah, and they yeah. decide that they're better off not seeing each other because Caroline doesn't really know what she wants. She isn't really to settle down. And, you know, more power to her for, you know knowing that and being honest about it um yeah and and jake's like yeah okay i'm gonna go after after uh after samantha now i've been i've been feeling guilty 
He's been feeling guilty about this Amanda thing, but he's not not been feeling so guilty that he hasn't been pursuing it, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And then he shows up. He he like says hi to Samantha. He's got his fucking what? What is he driving? Is it is it like a fucking? It's like a Ferrari a Firebird. Is it a Firebird? I don't know. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a very crazy. nice red I don't car. Know. She didn't get her black car, but she got a red car, and a pink boy. So all is and a well. pink man. Yeah, yeah. And a pink man. Yeah. God. Uh, yeah, and he like pulls up, and she strolls out. Well, he well, it's he's kind of mildly under the impression the impression that she's getting uh that she's getting married. Yeah. Second, well, too. and he doesn't really believe it. He's like, I know. Yeah. He's yeah, like, what? It's still that. But it's also kind of one of those kind of cute. It's also one of those things like where he's like, wow, everything really is going wrong with this girl. Like. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I just can't win. Yeah, I just can't win here. Um, yeah, um, and and they have their first conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have their first They're conversation. Like, hey, 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 what are you doing? Here? Okay, I'm here um, to see you, so dummy. yeah. Oh, I have a my, my my sister's wedding reception to go to. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. I'm I'm not gonna go. <laughs> cool. And then they go and they eat cake. They have her they have her birthday cake and they and they lean in for a kiss and I was convinced that Jake was gonna accidentally put his hand in the cake just based on how the movie was going, but he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> and they had because they had they had a long way to lean. You know they were kind of far apart, so I wasn't sure how yeah, he was he gonna did. maneuver. Yeah. It looked like the cake was kind of uh, gonna be a uh, an, uh, an obstacle to overcome there. But they overcome, and then they kiss, and then I'm sure they lived happily ever after, like every 80s high school relationship does. Until he went to college, and she had two more years of high school. Yeah. (laughs) And that's the movie. (laughs) That's 16 Candles. Wow. We, God. The, the, The good thing about it is it's it's a simple story, and it does have a lot of heart, and truth to life stuff just in just through through the eyes of someone who that is just like their whole world and feeling like nothing and nobody and then just like all it takes in high school i I mean from what i remember at least are like like two days and it feels like a movie like every other day is just normal bullshit and then all of a sudden you have two days you're like whoa yeah you know what i mean that is true they kind of do capture that um what what were your like ge- general like like final thoughts on Sixteen Candles? I think overall, like if someone was like, "Did you like this movie?" I am going to say yes, I did like this movie. Yeah, did it have its problems? Absolutely, one hundred percent. No one is bringing Sixteen Candles back to theaters. I don't think. Yeah, no, it's like it's um, like one of those things. Where, like I was thinking about this, I was like, if this movie was made like any, if if this movie was made like like after 2000 i think i think there would be a lot more discussion on like how fucked up a lot of the things were but since it didn't 100 oh, but, but since it didn't it, it has that it, it has like it's it's just like it's like a recent enough movie which is crazy because this movie basically came out like 39 years ago now which is crazy mm-hmm. to think about um but um Oh, I totally lost my train of thought there. That's what that's what these It's cool. I can jump in because do. Yeah. Yeah. Um 
even I, it's this isn't even to play devil's advocate, but like you you couldn't you could make the same exact movie with every restriction that a PG movie has now, and it would be atrocious. You know what I, I mean? I agree. I agree. There's a certain there's kind of like a double a double edgedness to it because it really does. It I, I think it did an excellent job of capturing what it felt what it probably felt like to be in high school and like to have all of these like like intense emotions and like hang-ups and things that 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 in the grand scheme of things are pretty small but feel like they're your whole world at the time yeah you know like th- they did an excellent job with that but then at the same time they have there's a lot of just like you know cultural hang-ups of the time that are sprinkled in here mm-hmm. and what's really interesting to me is like after after I watched this movie, I was just really curious on how it was received because I knew that a lot of people had a lot of respect for Sixteen Candles. Like, I, I think it's really widely considered as one of the one of the greatest like like teen like comedy. Like, like literally like, all like, of like all of John Hughes like f- like uh, filmography. Yeah, like his whole thing with like teenage and yeah. Like and when stuff, I think yeah. about like teenage comedy and like. Like a teenage true to life comedy in the eighties, like the two that I think of are the Breakfast Club and Sixteen Candles. You know, yeah. like they're so indicative mm-hmm. of like just the cultural pulse of of that kind of era in terms of how that was represented. You know, um, mm-hmm. and what's really interesting to me is is this is just via Rotten Tomatoes. It's like the critic consensus thing. It's just kind of like the quickest, shortest, like easiest way for me to just see what the general. Uh, sort of reception of the movie was at the time. And the critic consensus is really interesting to me because they say, and again, this is from Rotten Tomatoes, significantly more mature than the teen ranch comedies that defined the era, Sixteen Candles is shot with compassion and clear respect for its characters and their hang-ups. And I think that is kind of true in some ways. I think I think that totally over like oversimplifies a lot of the really problematic shit. Um, most mm-hmm. specifically with Long Duck Dong, because a lot of the shit that they did with him, they had no respect. <laughs> you know, no, yeah, it's like absolutely. it's totally like unacceptable and like really, uh, it's it's sad to me. Like there were so many things that could have been done differently with that character, and there was, and and it's it's strange. Like I, I was talking to, uh, I was talking to. Um, to my girlfriend about this yesterday, um, who I saw today, by the way, did she? Did she? Yeah, she did. Yeah, she told me that she, that, that you guys so ran exciting. into each other at Williamsburg. You have a knack of running into people. <laughs> I run into people every day. It's so weird. But go You're ahead, continue. Busy, busy man. Yeah. Um, and but I was saying like, and it's so interesting because simultaneously, like Dong does have some like really fun like cool moments that are completely unrelated to this film's obsession with his ethnicity. Um, but they like sprinkle in all this like lazy, unnecessary bullshit that really like weighs that down, you know? Um, I will say though, like he is my favorite character. Yeah, he is. You know, I think he, you know what I mean? He really is one of my favorite characters in the movie. Like despite all the, all the shit that they, you know, that they have him do. You know, um, yeah, yeah. It's just it's just really interesting, and, and and like, and like the whole thing with them like being, like like the all of like the casual like date rape stuff with Carolyn and like, 
all that, and then but 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 at the same but she's like a very. The film doesn't treat her like she's like an idiot, you know. It's 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 like people's mm-hmm. like outside opinions of her in the film that are shitty and fucked up. Um, but she is like this, you know, like intelligent, full person, like on her own, you know. Um, yeah. So, like, like it's it's not like the like stereotypical kind of eighty stuff where like her character is only her beauty. And her like inebriation, you know what I mean? If that makes any sense, um, yeah, that's just kind of my like, just a, a little brief kind of like, like sort of complication that exists in my head when I think about this movie, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, I, I like I'm 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 overall happy with this movie. And uh I'm not sure if it's something I'll ever show my kids, but I mean like it's definitely something that my mom showed me and you there will be a movie for crazy about our time movie? that is going to like overshadow what our kids will think is like exceptionally edgy and bad and stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, totally. Another crazy thing about this movie is do you know the review platform Common Sense Media? Are you familiar no. with that? So Common Sense Media is this uh it's basically a review company, but they they write reviews for parents basically. So parents like if if their kid wants to watch this movie, parents can go to Common Sense Media. They can see what they oh, rated okay, yes, it I've and they can this. see this, yeah. and they can see like what like sort of parental trigger warnings are in the movie. So like say if there's like excessive profanity or nudity or like sexual content or like uh, over the top violence, things like that. They can like see what common sense says there is. Like if they haven't seen the movie, and then they can make a judgment based on that. The Sixteen Candles has a four and a half rating for like children to see. <laughs> um, it is it is rated interesting. It is rated sixteen and up, but uh, like common sense views it as like po- like general like positive vibes for the kids. You know. Um, which is really interesting to me, you know, because um, there are a lot of, you know, like problematic stuff. Like I would I, I would be very upset if like I had a son who like watched this movie and like took away like a lot of the casual like rape culture stuff, you know, like that'd be horrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just really interesting to see how they look at it, you know. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a score for this one? Uh, yes. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I'm going to hit it with a uh, 6.2 out of 10. A 6.2? Yeah. Yeah. What's, yeah. what's your reasoning for that I, one? Uh... Yeah, it's so hard. Like, it's 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 fun. The movie is fun, and... I it's it's hard for me personally to find like a teenage rom-com that I like very much enjoy and the ones that I do enjoy are like um I love you Beth Cooper and uh was the edge of 17 or like Juno um Juno and like it doesn't count as a rom-com but super bad is great yeah I agree um, with that but there's just 
there's a lack of empathy for every other character except for Sam, and even then I'm riding the edge for it. And the only, like, redeemable character is her dad, and her dad, like, like the scenes, like, the one scene saves this movie a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, so... Yeah, I think that's my reasoning. Um, it's very enjoyable. I will not be showing this to my children, but um, it's for the it's 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 of the time, and I can accept that. And that's just what it is. Yeah, I'll give it a six point five for the same reasons. Um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, there's a lot to kind of digest, like looking at it in sort of a like with a modern lens to it, you know. Yeah. Um, I definitely wish we would have looked at it or we would have been able to talk about it when we were both like super heated about it. Like, <laughs> I know, like right after. That would have been good. We're, yeah. we're still pretty fresh on it. Both of us watched this movie yesterday, so at least it's still kind of in the, in the vault there, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so what's your beef score? My beef score? Uh, I'll give this uh, I'll give this a McDouble. You know, it's like after after the football game, you go go with your your friends. You're like shit talking. You're being a dumb '80s high schooler. Get a Dr Pepper, mm. McDouble, medium fry. Okay, very nice. Um, for like, I'm getting I'm getting like a like a Culver's cheeseburger, like a buttermilk burger, but like all of the shit is just falling off the top, and you're like, <laughs> this is. You're like, this is good, but like, I want this shit to stay on right. And you're like trying to adjust it. You're like, you know, it's, you know, it's going to be good, but the shit is not staying on. Yeah. Like the guy that handed it to you from your car window, like said some off-putting shit and it's kind of like tainting your experience. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, it's like you're, you're, you're with like your, your sister is driving the car and, and he's like, you're letting her drive. And then gives you the food and walks away. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And you're like, oh, God. <laughs> God. Yeah. I've never had that experience. But no, I've never had that experience either. But I, I think that's kind of, that, I can, that kind of attitude is is like uh, synonymous with 16 Candles to me. 100%. That's, that's, the, it's kind, just, it's that's the kind of like like daily life, like daily life random thing uh, that – that makes me feel like 16 candles. <laughs> I, I feel I would have fought every single day in the eighties. There's not a day I wouldn't be fighting. Yeah. Dude. I don't know. Crazy. I, it's like, it's, it's like every reason to fight 16 candles reminds me of like when you meet an old person and they're like really nice and charming. And then they just say some off color, horrible shit. And it like totally, oh, yeah. it totally taints them. That's what 16 candles is. <laughs> <laughs> but we're still like good time. Yeah. <laughs> And I think that's okay. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, to, to, okay, we wrapping her up? We wrapping her up? Let's wrap her up. This was a long one. This was a long one. Okay. And we still have to do another one after this. Oh, my God. I'm not <laughs> sleeping. Uh, okay. Standard episode release. Follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, at Bucket of Beef Show. Follow us on Patreon. At patreon.com slash bucket of beef show for uh, exclusive voting power on what we watch next, early access to our newest episodes and reviews of horror movies such as uh, what's coming? Suspiria, Willy's Wonderland, uh, Midsummer, and what was the first one? Damn. Ooh, what was the first one? Ah, I guess you have to find out. Did you already And say, uh, well, access to our Last of Us reviews. Did you say series. Deadstream? 
No, Deadstream was the first Deadstream one. Deadstream is that the first, first one. one. Which is a fun one. Which is a very fun one. All right, we're doing Patreon shoutouts. Let's do it. Uh, you got it pulled up? I got it pulled up. Awesome. Shout out to Amanda. Jenny. Jason. Victor. Dina. Julia. Julia L. Dwight. Adam. Brittany. Olga. Rick. Nicole. Nikita. And everyone's favorite boy, Nicholas. Nicholas we love you, baby. Fuck, I said the last name. Oh, God. That's okay. We'll have to bleep it. <laughs> oh, man, you're making more and more work we'll for see if I... as we go. We'll see if I bleep it. We'll get we'll get we'll get a, a release from Nicholas. <laughs> okay, lovely. All right, gang, this has been a uh, a crazy week, but we will uh, be back for you in a week's time, and the audio will not be as good, unfortunately. But it is what it is. Uh, that's just how it's gonna go. That's that on uh, the road this kind of vibe. We you know? love it. Yeah, yeah, we 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 do it because we love it, and you know we're just very thankful to have people who kind of hang out with us along the way. So thank you for joining us on the 16th episode of the Bucket of Beef Show. My name is Alex Morrison. My name is Luke Hudson. And we'll see you in the 17th episode. Ooh. Peace, peace. Bye, bye. Ending of the pod. He's a liar. He's a liar. <laughs> Beef. Bottom of the barrel. Bottom of the bucket. Bottom of the bucket. Yeah. Beef. Seasoned to perfection. Divine. Too wet. Beef. It's a masterpiece, baby. <laughs> Beef.